Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. So I know I talked to you guys in a couple evenings. We've, we've had some stuff going on. I've been a little bit busy trying to line up some awesome guests like this evening. Of course, I figured you guys would be in for a special treat. I found Miss Vicky down here. She, uh, she happens to follow me on TikTok and Instagram and, and she, uh, she's totally a psychic medium and she got to chatting with me and telling me about like solving murders and stuff like that. And I got excited and was like, Whoa, I absolutely need to have you on here because she's always got some really good content. She's into a little bit of everything like we are from cryptids to ghosts to the government being wrong most of the time. So I was like, you're, you're a perfect fit for conversation. <clears throat> and then I picked up Jeff on the way over here this evening. You know, he was, he was just kind of hitchhiking, going down the road, looking for something to do. So I was like, come on, buddy. It's good to have Jeff back as usual. And you see this week we got Neptune and bandit back, which, They've been on a little bit of hiatus because they've been busy, and that's cool. I understand. Life keeps us busy and keeps us going. So I hope everybody's doing fantastic this evening. I thank you guys for joining me, of course. And uh, you guys know, because especially since it's been a couple days, I have got to get back into the normal swing of things, and I got to run through that good old-fashioned plugs of everything. But first thing I need to do is reach out to you folks over there on Rumble and BitChute and Odyssey and everybody listening on all these podcast apps wide. I really appreciate you guys listening to us. And, you know, this is you're the reason we keep doing this. Like, you guys are out here supporting us and stuff. I was showing the guys last night. We're right at celebrating 5,000 podcast audio downloads. And we are well over 10,000 views between all the video apps. Be, be, uh, BitChute being the highest. Um, when I showed it to them last night, it was right at 5,000. And as of today, it jumped up almost another 1,000. So you guys over there on BitChute, keep it up because I really appreciate that. But, <clears throat> you know, another great way you can help us out is hopping over there and checking out some of our sponsors. Because, of course, we got my buddy over there, Kirk Elliott, which I talked to him. We'll be seeing him again here soon on the show, but you guys can talk to him ahead of time and, uh, you know, get yourself consulted on some gold, silver, and anything else that you can invest some money in. This, You know, I know the dollar's collapsing. We talk about this all the time, but hey, man, somebody's totally going to be willing to trade you some gold and silver if the dollar does fall. So I don't say, I don't say give it up because it might have something of value in that kind of time. And you can also hop on over there and check out Peachy Key Creations. Uh, you can check her out on Facebook. I'll have the link shared. And there is still totally a, a code you guys can use that's shared with the link so that you guys can get a discount. She does have the uh, candles and stuff going on right now that you can see. And she just finished releasing a peach and pirate-themed soap. So there's two different soaps to choose from. You guys can get over there and message her and uh, use that special code so that you guys can get a bit of a discount. And my little buddy Ammo Can over there on Instagram, man, he's doing real well. He told me you guys are real into the ghillie suits and uh, he's a little backed up right now. So y'all keep on with the order, setting up orders with him between his survival cans and his, you know, plate carriers. And now these ghillie suits, 
this dude's got a bright future with this kind of stuff. And I, I'm glad that he's out here trying to help folks protect themselves and be prepared. And then lastly, my new buddy, of course, you guys know Brett Pike over there at classicallearner.com doing his homeschools connected. And with this one, of course, you guys can get different kinds of curriculums and stuff every week to check out and get your kids back into actually learning things instead of being indoctrinated by the state. Brett put, not only does he have this going on, but he's also got the Cubs to Bears books. Those things are real great. They're they're uh, on top of lessons plans and stuff, and kind of kind of directed at teaching kids about your rights and freedoms and stuff like that. So that's a uh, classicallearner.com. You can find all of that. And if you use code Freedom, he'll give you some money off of signing up for them curriculums and stuff because he's a real good dude. And uh, lastly, if you guys can hop on over to unconstitutionalawakening.com, you can find all the cool stuff about us here going on. You can check out the new UA social where you guys can go print post freely because I'm not here to uh, censor you. And you can check out all the links to get to where you can watch us, get to where you can listen to us. Hell, you can even listen to us directly on the website. But you can scroll on down here and click this awesome link and it'll bring you to our merch store. I've been seeing pictures from people that have been ordering merch and I appreciate you guys so much. It's looking good out there. So make sure you get some of the sweet unconstitutional awakening merch. There's plenty of stuff to choose from. So now that I got all them nonsense formalities out of the way, how is everyone this evening? Good. Thank you. Outstanding. <laughs> Doing good, Jimmy. Oh, having a phenomenal time. That's the kind of stuff I love to hear. So, you know, I just kind of want to jump right into this. Miss Vicky, I need, I, need, I need to know some more about you. Would you mind, you know, sharing with everyone that's out here just who you are? I'll share just a little bit, a little bit. Um, That'll work. Well, I'm basi- basically, I'm, I've been doing this for quite a long time without even knowing it. Um, uh, it's right now with what I'm going through with the paranormal on the land and in my home. Um, I'm doing it kind of like as a little bit of a hobby until I get moved to a, a place where it's kind of balanced out a little bit better. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, uh, I've had my, I can remember laying in my crib. Um, what is it? Seeing, seeing spirits, seeing demons, uh, I remember one coming over my crib and I remember starting to uh, screaming, screaming, my grandmother coming in, rushing in, picking me up and things. And uh, I don't know. I'm kind of not really good at describing. I mean, <laughs> so, so, so paranormal. So if you, you know, we're talking like apparitions and demons and those oh. else what, right? Yes. We're talking, uh, I'm my friend. I'm just going to say her first name in 1989. Um, her and I had an encounter with a real reptilian. It's, I can see it in my head. Like it was just happened today. Um, <laughs> I've had an encounter with, um, the hat man, which is part of the gin, which is evil, which you, if you guys know, King Solomon had control over the gin, which was part of the Catholic church. People don't understand a lot of this stuff is all tied in together. We live in a very magical world, but the elite and things want to keep it under wraps and they use a lot of evil magic sacrifices and things to keep it alive and keep it going. So basically everything ties into a lot to do with spirits, paranormal activity, portholes open, portholes being opened up, dimensions there's dimensions we don't even know about. And I know about it because of situations that I've been in and I was guided 
with the information and stuff about there being more dimensions out there that nobody has even encountered yet because they haven't been to that level spiritually yet. So I've had, uh, I had some really awesome ladies on here one night, me and Bandit did that are spirit guides and they actually talked pretty in depth about 23 dimensions in both directions, Mm -hmm. like, like, positive and negative and you know it was it was some really some really good interesting stuff and you know i heard you make mention of the gin you know i'm not sure for people that are out there that aren't familiar with the gin but like she was saying they are a different form i guess of demons or something they were referred to in the olden days and i've even actually heard them kind of referenced a lot before when it comes to reptile reptilians and such and when you said something about reptilians, that kind of that kind of sprung my attention there. And I, I gotta ask, like, how how was that? Like how what could you please tell us that story? I would actually love to hear that. Oh sure. Um <laughs> it was a really I'm sure you guys have all experienced those nights where it's just like really odd, just oddly quiet, just really oddly quiet, especially when you live on a busy street and the traffic's going up and down, it's just like was dead silence yeah. and i saw my friend carol i'm just going to use her first name yeah for confidentiality That's i saw fine. her walking from her relative's house from visiting one of her cousins and uh, i was putting some dishes up and i saw her and my guides told me don't let her walk home by herself and so i went flying over to the front door and i opened up and i said hey carol come on in she's like okay i'll come visit for a little while so I had just, there was some stew on the stove. So I offered her some stew. She didn't eat dinner and I was just trying to keep her there, keep her there. And then she said she really had to go. And I was like, I'll drive you home. She's like, no, I'll walk. And I'm like, no, let me drive you. Let me drive you. So we jumped in my Camaro and we both smoked cigarettes at the time. I'm not promoting them, but I'm just saying, you know, and stuff. Different and time. So anyway, we were cruising slow going North on 80th and um, 80th. And there comes to, uh, it's a four-way intersection where if you're coming from 82nd going up to up Yam Hill, then you don't have to, you have to, you don't have to stop. But the ones going north on 80th and south on 80th, you have to stop. Well, as we were going slow and everything, I looked up and I saw this lizard thing. It was huge. It was like about eight feet tall. No joke. It was dressed as a human. It had like a, one of those bomber jackets, but it didn't have the patches on it. It had, it had um, the, oh, what is it? The mountain boots, the brown mountain boots. It had uh, jeans on and it had one of those like, um, oh, clothy type belts that you had the like little buckle that you click over once you adjust it and it holds it there. And, it, but it's head, it's head and it's hands. The hand, there was no hands. It was claws. It was literally claws. And its head was literally reptilian. And my friend goes, I was like, oh, my gosh, look over there. That's real, Carol. I was like, that's real. And she's like, oh, no, it's not. She goes, it's one of those masks for Halloween. I was like, no, that is real. So we get close close to going to a stop. And it looks over and sees us looking at it. And she starts screaming and punching me. And I said, lock your door, lock your door. And she was in such a panic. She was like, that's effing real. That's effing real. That's effing real. And she's punching me. She's got her seatbelt on trying to climb over in my lap behind the steering wheel. And she's punching me saying, oh my gosh, that's effing real. That's effing real. And I'm like, 
calm down, lock your door. So I reached down, I went back behind the bucket seat and slammed down on the door, the lock on the door. And it, the reptilian and I looked eye to eye, eye to eye. And that thing moved fast because one second it was over on the sidewalk looking at us. And then boom, it was about a half a foot to a foot away from the passenger side door. And its claws are like the length of a six long foot long sub sandwich. And I'd say about the thickness of uh, your pointer finger. Okay. And it it looks like a a snake. It, It does. Its eyes are the size of baseballs. And it, they have the the, uh, the the eyeballs of a snake, you know, where it has it's vertical, not you know vertical slits up top, you know, where when they open it, it looks like a snake's eye. It literally opened its mouth. It went like that. It had two roll, rows of fangs, and its tongue was probably about the long, a foot long length of a foot long uh, subway sandwich. And it was forked. And I was like, okay, I gunned it. I just gunned it. And I went down, I went down nine blocks and went over six blocks and then came back around just in case it was following us because um, it moved so fast. I didn't know if it was going to follow us or not. But I let's just put it this way. I got Carol home. I left the headlights on, got halfway out of my car. It was pointed at the door, got her home. She said, call me when you get home, please. And I said, okay, so I went over six more blocks, came back my way on the opposite direction off the 82nd onto um, Salmon Street and pulled in, jumped out, pulled in. I didn't even pull my vehicle behind the gates, came flying in. My dad goes, what's going on? What's going on? I said, dad, you don't even want to know about it. I ended up getting on the phone in my room, calling Carol, letting her know I was home. She's like, oh my gosh, thank God. Thank God. She goes, I can't, that, that stuff, that, that exists. I, I can't believe it. And just, it's something that you will not ever, ever forget if you literally encounter one face to face like that. That, I mean, yeah, no, that's, that's pretty in depth there. Like I've, I've heard a few different stories in the past, but that. That's like. That's like being in Appalachia and following the fireflies into the tree line, man. It's like I said, it was something that wasn't, it was just, all we were doing was just trying to stroll, you know, yeah. cruise a little slow to have a cigarette and then take her home. you know. <laughs> and this happens. And, you know, it was weird because when it opened its mouth, it had like these gill things that on its head and neck that kind of made it look bigger, kind of like a cobra. Yeah. Yeah, it was just I mean it's undis- it's undescribable. They're huge. They're huge. And I know by the grace of God we were protected, I'm telling you. And I left tire tracks. I used to race cars and I left tire tracks going down the road. We I even checked it the next day because I was like, are we dreaming? Are we dreaming? You know, and it was no dream. They are actually real. They can disguise themselves invisible too. Okay, where people don't know that they're there and they like to prey upon people at bars and things. I've seen them standing behind people at bars and Mm. stuff where they're in between their their world and our worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very, very real. And we got them in the government. We've got them in the churches. We've got them in all all government agencies. Um, Yeah, it's just. I mean, that's basically the gist of it. Once you see one and encounter one like that, to that point, that close. And they are not nice. 
I've seen videos for for years. You know, there's always been occasional videos pop that pop up on, you know, like YouTube and even TikTok. There was one here recently where a guy was getting mugged and something like shape shifted out of his body and and saved him from getting mugged. You know, and it was going around that that was that was a reptile. And you know, I've seen the newscasts or there was even that famous pastor that one time that like shape shifted during his live or whatever while he was you know while he was talking so i i really don't doubt it when you get into a lot of the mysticism of these old religions and this old world that has you know the the magic that you're speaking of that you know surrounds this world that is 100 percent real that these Mm -hmm. that these groups these high up secret societies and stuff use it you know they they use this magic or Kabbalistic type things. I mean, mysticism, whatever you want to call it, because it's it's different in all religions, really. But it's kind of the mm-hmm. same stuff. And the jinn or reptilians or just shape shifting beings have been something that are definitely spoken of throughout not only written history but even like spoken folklore and stuff like that. And it's and a, a good one here in America is the Skinwalker. Yeah. Oh, that's that's definitely wrong. That oh, is definitely absolutely definitely because very rarely do you hear of like a lizard like staying in the lizard form and going after somebody. That's like a I, I everything that I've all the videos I've seen, everything I've read about them is like they'll stay very like they'll stay in their dimension. They won't break that interdimensional plane in lizard form. They'll usually take human form once they come into our realm. Very rarely have I ever heard of or seen an example of like them staying in the lizard form while going after somebody. Usually it's in human form and you'll see like a brief glimpse of uh, like a reptile features. You got to understand something. They do what they want, especially when they're planning on feeding. This happened uh, two weeks before Halloween in 1989, in October. That's why my friend thought it was a mask. I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting. I I was just elaborating a little bit more and stuff. And generally those masks, you know, they generally move when you walk. They kind of like vibrate, you know, or when you turn your head, you can see it move. And this was all attached. There was no vibration. There was no um, uh, there was no moving of the mask. Everything was literally attached. And the thing is, is they like to feed off of people. They feed off of humans. And I honestly, my guides were telling me that they were looking for somebody to feed off of. Somebody would walk by and, you know, or come close and think it was like somebody dressed in a costume for a costume party. Halloween, you know, and no, no, absolutely. Like, so, I mean, and that's something else that I've, you know, that I've kind of heard and and seen when it comes, when it comes to stuff like that is not only do they feed on humans, but they happen to be when you, when you get into talking about lore about them, a main thing that it comes to feeding off of humans is they need to feed off of humans that have been uh, scared or had their adrenaline shot up you know what i'm saying like it's it's something about running off of that fear that helps mm-hmm. fuel their hunger and like you know and, and as bandit was pointing out too i promise you over here we're we're not gonna not gonna deny your reality like we, we oh, believe in no, these no, kind no. of things like that's that's why I, you're here 
No, I just wanted to elaborate a little yes, bit ma'am. more on it and yes, stuff because I did. I left that part out because I was so like excited to get into telling what actually what actually happened to us. You know, I mean, it's just it was really, really, really intense. And but also, you got to realize too, reptilians they do whatever they want. They're 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 not good. They're evil. They do whatever they want. And it's all about deals. And the thing is, is yes, they do eat children, but they eat them while the child is alive because they like the torture and the fear. They do not kill the child. They eat them while they are alive and living and breathing and scared to death. That's pretty fucked up. They don't kill them first and eat them. They eat them while they're alive and tortured. And they have that fear that, like you mentioned, the adrenochrome in things. That's how they eat them. A so lot of the children, a lot of the children that have been kidnapped and they cannot be found have been taken by the reptilians. I've talked about that before dealing with mm-hmm. like the underground reptilians and stuff like that. And just the missing persons in general being and being fed actually not only to reptilians. If you get into enough weird lore, which I do, apparently the greys like to consume humans, too, but not in the same sense. They just like to consume them you know, without the fear and extra like the reptilians, like that seems to be one of those traits that comes from the reptilian, you know, side of things or when it comes to dealing with that. Now, you know, that's, you know, and with all that, you know, like there's, there's something else to that. You made mention bandit a minute ago about interdimensional, which I'm, I'm big into like the belief of interdimensional and there being things even right now that are sitting here, with me you know for all i know but you you obviously have this talent a little more so than other people do and you've been able to see these things a lot longer and likely see them in times that you were not accepting of wanting to see them like whether it be fallen angels or lord knows what i've seen quite a bit uh quite a bit i've seen demons like i've been a cricket uh trying to get information about, you know, my service and stuff like that because they didn't carry my phone at the time, but it's through, it was cause cricket, you know, is like the no contract thing for AT&T. And so I went in there because I have an AT&T phone and I was talking to them about it. And literally I was seeing people, d- demons jump in the person I'm talking to and they turn around and their eyes are black and they're like, we'll take care of you later. And I'm like, no, you won't. Have you, <laughs> you, know? have you ever performed an exorcism? No, I haven't done that yet. I have not done that yet. Um, right now, honestly, I have healing hands where I've healed people and I, um, I'm working on, I won't do that right now because of my health right now and what I'm going through. Um, when you deal with demons or demons on properties and things like that or in homes, they like to keep you sick. They keep you weak, attack your health, keep you enslaved. Um, all, all sorts of stuff. And that's what I'm going through right now. And um, I have a bishop that lives, uh, what is it, six units down, and he won't even touch what's here on this property. Oh, wow. So, yeah. what, do, so he's like, well, what do you, you have do on your property? property? I've talked to a few uh, fellow mediums in the community. And um, what's here is like generations ago, um, there was a human sacrifice of a child done to open the uh, portal up for demonic activity on this land. Okay. And uh, keep in mind, I live like five minutes, not even five minutes away from the end of the Oregon trail 
I have the Clackamas and the Multnomah County, Clackamas River and Multnomah County River running together and stuff. So it acts as a conduit. And there used to be 13 different Native American tribes on this land going all the way up, you know, and stuff. So there's, it's, it's, what's here is very demonic. It's very strong. Um, there's a porthole in my apartment. Um, I've seen demons literally come from the wall out into the living room and back. I've seen other dimensional beings. I can describe them to a T. My dog's seen him and wigged him out and everything. Um, what's here is kind of like, uh, how do you describe it? It's very, very dark. You, would, you, would, you wouldn't happen to be anywhere near where like the Utter Van Orem massacre happened, would you? I'm not sure. I'm not sure where that, that is. I haven't studied too much about this land okay. because I'm always constantly trying to protect myself here because what's here is so strong. It's trying to come through my mail slot. And I have a mail slot on my door shut, shut and uh, taped off and everything. And other people that have lived here had one lady that moved in. She fled this place. She just left her stuff and fled this place. And then one of the managers here, she literally, what was here, she was in her room with her dog on Saturday watching um, a movie and her daughter, who's 20 something was in her room with her dog watching a movie. And they heard this big bam and you can't get in the backyards. She went into the, she was there. They jumped up and they were like, is that you? Is that you? And they're like, no. So they go in further into the living room and they look and the sliding glass door was shattered from the outside in. There was no rocks, no nothing. It was just shattered. She had to call the maintenance company and have them come repair it. She was like, I don't know what happened. You know, basically the same thing that I just told you guys, yeah. you know, and stuff. Um, one of the maintenance guys here, he was uh, dumping some trash in the dumpster. There's a huge oak tree. And um, he had a river rock drop from the oak tree down and shatter his windshield on his truck and nobody was there. Interesting. To, um, yeah. I, I actually do know a few things, like some weird things about the Oregon trail. And I, you know, that massacre I mentioned that was in the area getting close to like between Oregon and California. Mm -hmm. And, and it originally started with a group of four families and a total of 21 children and they were initially attacked by you know natives or whatever and then it escalated from there and these people ended up kind of cannibalizing themselves there were only 15 survivors left oh wow uh, by the time the same that thing was happened done. with the the same thing happened with the donner party though i was just about to get to the donner party yeah. and they, they were out there on the oregon trail as well but the most interesting thing is a place near, uh, it says Fort Laramie. This was one Lare. that's kind of interesting. Was the camp, was, was a place, is a place called Camp Sacrifice. And there were lots of people dying in that area. Like, it, I mean, that's there's a reason it was called camp sacrifice, but you, you went to the Donner party and I was totally going to get there. Like they, that's the most famous family name yeah. you can hear when you're talking about the Oregon trail. And, you know, they, they got into the craziness too, because that at the time 
you know, you're you're talking about literal people in horse and buggy that really were just kind of poor and didn't have a whole lot going on. They were hoping for a better life, getting lost out in the true wild, wild west. Like you got a mixture of, you know, not only natives, but Lord knows what when you get into talking about stories of like Bigfoot and giants that totally walked in those areas in that time for sure because you're you're talking about getting into the areas where there are legends about not you know bigfoot but giants and quite a few other things and that that brings some interest into things and i guess i guess my question for you vicky is as Mm -hmm. as a as a seer what are your feelings on bigfoot it's real i'll give you the list of the things that are real okay uh bigfoot's real Fairies are real. Gnomes are real. Yes. Trolls are real. Yes. Ghosts, demons are real. The djinn are real. Okay. Vampires are real. Werewolves are real. And um (laughs) and reptilians are real. Uh aliens are real. (laughs) So there, I mean, everything basically that we were told was fairy tales and wasn't real is the truth. It's real. It's not it's not a lie. It's the truth. They are real. They are legit. There are witches and sirens and yes. stuff that are real. All of that, all of that is real. A lot of our, our history that we've been told is the lie. See, they don't want you to know how magical our world is. Let's see. The funny thing is with that is everything that's like that has to be based in some reality because it's really difficult for somebody to just come up with something that they have, that there's been no written like document uh, documentation of. It's really hard for people to just like pull something out of thin air and just be like, Oh, well, what if like people lived at night, these people lived at night and they sucked blood to survive. Token said he wrote his stories based off of historical documents he found. Yeah. I mean, um, think about it. Like, why do people get creeped out when they see something that looks humanoid, but is not humanoid? Why do people get freaked out? That's an inherited trait. So somewhere along the evolution of human beings, we had to have learned to be afraid of something that looked like that looked humanoid, but wasn't human. It, it it's an in, it, it's an evolutionary inherited trait for some reason. So somewhere thousands of years ago, we encountered things right. that were humanoid but not human. Right. right, right, I agree. But I also do believe it's taught. It's been taught. You know, it's been taught to uh, as a child to fear these things. You know, but they're not real. So when people do encounter them, they freak out. They freak out. They don't know how to deal with it. I mean, I, I mean, I had my gifts when I was younger, but I really came into them a lot more and a lot stronger in uh, 2014 when I went through a next level of spiritual awakening. And I mean, it was it was intense. I mean, that spiritual awakening is intense. That's not something to play with, you know. And you, failed so, to, you failed to mention Wendigos. Pardon me. Oh, the, yeah. There's there's Wendigos. There's Reich. There's there's uh, skinwalkers, 
there's other ones. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. <laughs> Sorry. But well, yes. I mean, I believe more of them are real than than made up. Like I've I've always oh, been yeah. a firm believer in that. Like even down to like the Loch Ness Monster, and I'm kind of on that again because every now and then somebody brings up the one locally to here in Georgia. And that's another creature that is is spread and seen in different places, like you know, like Bigfoot, even even down to mermaids. You know, my first shaman, my first spirit spirit guide or whatever that I've ever had, I, I like to bring her up all the time. But she, you know, she had stories because she was Guinese and she had stories from growing up off the coast of South America and on islands and shit like that. And running across mermaids or sirens or whatever you call them and you know mm -hmm. running not only running across them herself but running across stories of them on a regular basis from the people that live there kind of like over there in the congo where you've got constant regular stories about the brontosaurus from locals that everybody's seen and even when people go there they come out talking about seeing it or finding it you know they just have never been able to get any definitive proof because getting through the Congo jungle is damn near impossible. So, and that's, that's the same with a lot of these other things. I think not only is there a bit of interdimensional travel going on, but a lot of these creatures and mystic things that roam around this earth around us, you know, they, they know the fast way out or they also know what scares us. You know, it's funny you brought that up bandit because think about every, how everybody hears Bigfoot scream off into the woods. Well, that's Bigfoot's way of letting you know that you need to get the fuck on from where you are. Because nine times out of ten, when you hear that blood-curdling scream in the middle of the night, you're running your ass off to get away. You're you're not going to check it out. You've only got people like me and Bandit that'll be like, let's gear up, bro. Let's go see what that was. <laughs> it's it, you know, it's not too common, I guess. So, Jeff. What are your what are your feelings on all these cryptids? Uh, you've been awfully quiet this evening, sir. Oh, just listening to everybody's uh, segments uh, statements on this here. You I, had to have encountered something weird and creepy while hunting. That's no. where most of these stories come from. Yeah, you could, you could say that. Part. You are correct on that. I think when it comes to, like I haven't had any really really weird experiences except for um, I think a lot of people may get um, bobcat screams mixed up with uh, with uh, with um, Bigfoot because it's like they sound very similar because at certain octaves you could at certain distances and octaves you can hear that a bobcat seems like a, a, a young child screaming it's just bobcats a very don't weird trees. yeah they're a very very weird scream I've heard that now that's freaky I mean that was just something that I never thought I'd ever hear but down in southern Iowa they're quite uh, and, and there's like there's a, there's a fine line around across the uh, North America where you can find uh, these particular size cats but nothing like nothing ripped it like that besides say for what i've seen on youtube and tiktok and such i think the only one that really has kind of got my attention is these deeper uh sea creatures like they found this uh, screenshot off of uh brazil or chile where they, where they found a 70 foot megalodon but which is not that far-fetched because i think it was 2018 2017 discovery did a show on one where they had found a blue humpback whale that was missing a section of his tailbone from the from where the tail connects on forward and that was something like four but five or six meters wide and it was a pretty deep chunk then there was the one that they found that they had a, a female great white get snatched up about 50 feet 
And again, all of a sudden it goes from 52 degrees to 78 degrees and it plummets the uh, tracker they had it plummets all the way down to like three, 400 feet. So there's something down there. That's, that's kind of got me uh, interesting, interested in that stuff. But Hey, I'm, I'm here in the middle of the country. So I don't have to worry about that weird shit. The most terrifying <laughs> thing about the world's ocean is that it covers almost 90% of the planet and we've explored less than 10% of it. Exactly. Exactly. I but I, I, but thinking of uh, weird shit that you encounter out in the woods, Bandit, uh, that just took me back to one of my own. The probably the I know without a doubt that Wendigos definitely creep up and down Appalachian Mountains, uh, for real. And mm-hmm. I deer hunt regularly, or at least I try to as much as I possibly can. The creepiest thing that I've ever seen is that wasting disease that occurs in deer that they still cannot explain. CWD. Yeah. That yeah. Actually, that happens here in Wisconsin. We are the the epitome of it not is. what to do. I've had conversations regardless. I almost think it's a it's a, a psilocybin or it could be a mushroom reaction that they were tends to spread from. It's terrifying though, just watching it, just seeing what happens. I shot I, I shot a deer in the head. Not fully in the head. He wasn't brain dead. But he was able to stumble his way back up, hit a tree, and ran off. Yeah. To this day, I still can't explain it. It was the creepiest thing, and it's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because CWD is caused by prions, and there's a – can't remember the doctor's name. I did record a podcast like earlier on in mine with the Bucks of America, and there was a a, pot, a professor in either Pittsburgh or, or – or, um, or Philadelphia, they were discussing that their idea mm-hmm. is that they want to solve the Puron, Puron is, uh, issue with the, the with that that gets created with these uh, with the CWD. And I don't. It's been three years, and really haven't seen much of a thing. But his whole goal was to go mm-hmm. after it via uh, food wise, like create some type of a spray or a means to put them like in, in salt blocks to get them to be attracted to it. Ed. Mm-hmm. Uh, ED EDH is a weird one because that turns their like rots their brain and it's something that's yeah. attracted by a, a by a bacteria that's found that can be curated at the edge of farm palms, ponds at that, yeah. that the banks of it where it gets in the mud and they, they're just desperate so they're gonna drink it and then that's just that's a weird death that whenever you encounter those it's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life just seeing a deer that should have been dead had every reason to be dead literally. Just- just managed to get his feet in the ground far enough to be able to pick himself up and just smash his head in the tree and run off. Hmm. The creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Did you, did you shoot it or did you make contact with it or what? I shot it. But when I got out of the blind and got down, he was already moving and he ran away from me. I got you. I just, I just packed up my shit and went home. Oh, so do you, you don't remember your shot placement? Did you, it was in probably around the neck area. It probably wasn't a fatal hit, but still, it was the creepiest thing in the world. Well, you may, you may, it may actually duct it or you shot under or shot over it because I, I had a, a buddy of mine two years ago. He shot a, a deer in the neck and it drops it instantly. And, and then his brother mm-hmm. did the exact same thing. So the neck is a very vital place. So it could have been one of those things where it, you spooked it, you shot low, shot high. That's why a shot placement is key because then you can go back and you could go back and track the animal depending on where you shoot it at like gut shots. You have to give it like four to six hours. Cause it's a very slow death. Yeah. Never saw a deer do that. 
scared the hell out of me. Oh, I know. I know. Jeff's always getting to see a whole bunch of wild stuff out there with all those hunting hunting trips and stuff that he makes. Yeah, ours our claim to fame is uh, Beast of Briar Road up in north in Wisconsin. They believe that there's that we do have lycanthropy in the area. That's one of the common lore further up north. Probably well from here to Green Bay. Give you kind of perspective is four hours away, and and it's usually right up in that area, closer toward the Canadian border, maybe right next door to the Michigan border. That's that seems to be the common lore here. You know, something I learned when I first moved to uh, Wisconsin a couple of years ago. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, there's also been sightings of dire wolves in Alberta and just north of us too. There's a couple. There's a video floating around where guy out walking guy. Walking around checking stroke cams, him and his dog out, and the dog t- beelines after it. And when that wolf gets up, this is like something at Game of Thrones. Absolutely massive. Now it's not uncommon for them not to come down here. It's like I almost feel like we have this own uh, ice wall where we have these massive beasts that aren't seen. But then again, there's territories way up north that a human really rarely touches, sets foot on because it's just very harsh climate. I actually did see that. That dire wolf uh, caught on camera that was like recently, I believe it was back in 2020, mm-hmm. where, um, yeah, that dude was filming on his property. Actually, I think I found it so that I can bring it. <laughs> I, I, I was having a look. It's only 28 seconds, so we're totally going to bring it up. It looks like it's just a portion of it. Um, yeah. But like, again, these are these are things I'm I'm big in to definitely believing in because like this stuff exists like, yes this is the exact one 2020 yeah i remember seeing this one and this is gonna be him right here and i mean like okay those are yearling those are kind of small trees but regardless that's as big as a daggum bear like and there's i mean look at that that's not a bear absolutely that's massive Jesus. And wolves like that, for me, it's like understanding that culture that there tend to be, that would be a scout. So there's got to be more of them because they're a pack animal. Coyotes are the only ones that are, tend to be a solitary, can be a solitary uh, animal. And they'll, they'll join pairs and they'll also join the pack depending on how they fit in, if it's an alpha, beta, omega type scenario. So You know, the only thing that kills animals here more than cats is the fox. And he's bad about hunting by himself like that and hunting for sport. Yeah. Yeah. So almost like a serial, serial killer tendencies. Yeah. That's what the wolf is in, in, in the outdoor world is that they, they'll kill for fun. It's wild. Did you guys, did you guys see the video? I believe it was like last year. Um, some people were going to a graveyard to put flowers on their relatives grave. And they saw something they thought it was like the funeral person uh not the funeral person but the caretaker of the of the funeral um the grave cemetery excuse me digging a hole to prep for burying you know a casket and they zoomed in and it was actually a i guess you might say a wolf person you saw i mean it was covered in hair and it was human and it looked up at it and stuff and it was digging and it had like a pouch. It had a pouch around its waist and leather and everything, but it was like, um, oh gosh, what is the name? They go, I think it's, um, 
a Wendigo or a Skinwalker, one of them. I can't remember what it is exactly. But Most likely one of them, a lichen. One of them turns around and they yeah. go in and they got bones from graves that they need the bones from for spells and things like that. To They crush them and they use them and they blow them in your face because they can turn around and disguise themselves as anything. They can come to your front door, you know, and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it was a trip because it was legit. It wasn't anybody... It was not anybody dressed up as uh, in a costume. This was real. And the people were like, oh, my gosh. And they were like, they got out of there just as fast as they could. I mean, they zoomed in. If it was any closer, it'd be like we were like maybe 10 feet away from it. So they got a really good, you know, uh, video of it. So I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry, you guys. So you think about when you when we hear about these interactions with these cryptids and such, it almost seems like they're more scared of humans than they are willing to defend their territory. They'd rather just curtail and run because it's it seems like they I, it must be a historical thing for them, the, the presidents, where they've been hunted down. So now as soon as they see a human, they just beeline and get as fast as they possibly get out of there. And then they then they have a short period if they don't get if they're able to attack you like you said you got away in your car the, you you reach this range it's like i'm no longer going to risk chasing you because i'm going to get seen so rather either either a disappear go back to my initial target or they lock on to a new one oh, did you guys hear about oh i'm sorry go ahead i think there's some truth to that too you know thinking about how whenever we encounter these things or when we hear mm -hmm. about them it's always out in the woods somewhere deep in the woods. So I think most of those types of creatures try to remain isolated so that they can just blend into their environment and not risk, you know, getting caught. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot of weight to that. You never really, you never see that really a whole, a, a whole lot in urban areas, right? It's always the middle of nowhere. Although there are some cases that have been uh, brought up, I cannot remember the name of the family, but it is documented down that um, it was a couple, they were in their kitchen doing dishes and they had the window, the curtains open in the kitchen and they look out and they said, seen this like seven, eight foot tall, like woof human. Oh, that was in Maine. At them in the window. Oh, the Did, you hear, Did you hear about that? That? And yeah, the, whole knows yeah. the whole town knows of this uh, and stuff. I'm sorry. I don't have the information. I didn't know we were going to go this far and everything, but mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I mean, so it, it is real. They do come in closer and everything. It didn't disturb the people from what they said, from what I understand, but they do come in, you know, to our areas and stuff. It's just not as much as we think they do, you know? Is is this what, what we were talking about? The Hull residence, the Fang Beast. This was like a video from outside their kitchen window. Like, I mean, this is this is this isn't the whole video. This is towards the beginning of it. But I believe this. I'm not is, sure if that's the same one I'm thinking of or okay. not. Yeah, this. That, I'm not sure either. There was one here. There's trying to find the trying to find the stamp thing. I basically read the interview from the people that live there that, you know, saw it looking at him through the kitchen window and then it just kept walking and everything. And so they said they haven't been disturbed by it, but it gave them quite the hair raising you know, experience. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's there's actually when you when you search for 
werewolves in Maine or lichens in Maine, there's mm-hmm. there's quite a few stories that pop up. So I, I'm I'm actually prone to believe that maybe that's an a- idea of you know of where a lot of werewolves are are maybe hiding at or stationed at. I mean I don't uh, you know I've heard of sightings in other places, sure, but like Maine does seem to be a hotbed when it comes to searching for these. Kind of like how I've discussed in my in when I was on the Red Pill Project about how vampires are really secular into hanging out in well-populated areas like New York City and California and for some reason even places like Buffalo New York and even down here in Atlanta like there's just these these weird congregations and they're mixed you have vampires that actually do drink blood like that's that's true and then you also have ones that consider themselves energy vampires which are which are there just kind of feeding off of your energy or, uh-huh. or hopefully in large, you know, that's why a lot of them live in these big cities so that they can feed off of others energy without bringing harm to the host or whatever, you know, because there's so much energy in like a crowded subway or like a, you know, a crowded skyscraper or something. There's plenty of people walking by on a regular basis for them to feed on. Makes sense. Easy to just make a body yep. disappear. Now, here's something for you. So we all were aware of Teddy Roosevelt and his, his big outdoor uh, enthusiasm, everything. You know, when you travel the United States, checking everything all out. Well, the National Parks Act didn't get passed until 1960 by Woodrow Wilson. I'm almost thinking that Woodrow and him had a conversation about these particular areas about that, why we need to have them and try to keep people out of there. It's kind of like, uh, had he uh, killed a Wendigo or a skinwalker. Yeah, I feel like and it's, uh, it's you not know? just that whole one. Look at the disappearance map. Oh, people oh, yeah, missing. Yeah. And then, yeah. Not just missing four one one, but just the map of where people have gone missing, like and over an overlay, yeah, an overlay that over like the national parks and cave systems. Mm-hmm. It all coincides, hundred percent coincides. Yeah. Uh, all through my area, there's tons of bodies oh, yeah. missing from here all the way up to the Miss uh, to the Wisconsin border, all the way all the way down to Missouri and, and Arkansas. Mississippi is just played with a lot of there's something there's something in oh, there yeah. that's making these people disappear and not oh, being able to find a the trace swamps. for them. So, yeah. so the when you get to talking are, about like that, look, you know, if you want to get into the conspiracy side of things, yes, all these things that we're speaking of this evening are real, and at Franklin Roosevelt that dirty communist that he was made deals. This is, you know, this is all supposed conspiracy world made deals with a lot of these inner earth type beings we're speaking on tonight, whether it be Bigfoot, whether it be gray aliens, whether it be reptilians, Mm -hmm. but he totally made this deal with these groups that lived on this earth before we lived on this earth that in exchange for advanced technology they could take all the humans they wanted and the reptilians of course prefer frightened children the greys don't really mind either way and some of these other groups apparently like the giant red-haired you know red-haired giants and stuff were known to be cannibalistic types as well so and it's not i guess it's not technically cannibalism if you're eating humans that are a different species than you are we just kind of see it as that route so so you know if there is truth to 
that dirty commie signing a deal for technology, not only does this tie back into some of the things that we've discussed in the past, like on Paradise Ranch, about a reasoning behind getting all of this advanced technology so quickly, and then all of these disappearances that you're lining up with, you know, like, I'm not trying to downplay missing people at all, like, like that please don't take it that way. But like, you know, you've got missing people and sure. Everybody's first thought is, Oh, crazy, weird, cultish sacrifice. Things are going on maybe, but what if that's what this is? What if, what if they're totally farming us for technology so that they can have these alien abductions to feed these weird races of beings that we totally share this planet with? Almost sounds like uh, Jupiter Ascension is is a documentary because that is all about intergalactic um, galactic uh, cartel. I guess you almost want to call it power struggle, and they use human to harvest their essence to keep them living for immortal. The video game series Mass Effect borrows heavily from Jupiter Ascension. Uh, yes. It happens to be my favorite video game series of Jupiter all time. Ascending or Jupiter yes. Ascension? Ascending, ascension. I think. It's, is ascension. it Ascension or Ascending? Yeah. Semantics. It's a really yeah. good. It's a really good read, though. Does it have? Oh, okay. So it's not a movie. Oh, it is a movie, and then you also yeah, have Mass Effect, which is probably probably one of the greatest games out there. The storytelling was just beautiful. There we go. Mass Effect is pretty awesome. You know, a lot what people don't understand or realize is a lot of these movies, cartoons. Um, well, they got to be based on that, something that we yeah. we see. A lot of them are like, oh, this is like some of them are based. Some of them are based on. Well, they're all based on true stuff, and I'll get into that. Okay, like the ones that say it's true, those are based on true, where they're actually using demons' names, which you don't even want to bring that up because you're inviting it into your home when you put say their name into your front door. So you don't even want to do that. But a lot of these movies and things, people are like, Oh, it's imagination, imagination. And it's not imagination. They're literally traveling to other dimensions, coming back with this information and drawing it up as a cartoon or information and putting it into movies and things like that. And it is real. It's not fake. It is real. Not, and people, not, people need to understand this. I mean, not, I mean, not to deter from it, but I have to say, there is one thing out of this that I do totally hope for. We know with all this, this is real talk. Because again, I agree. But please let me have Optimus Prime. Because I think a giant transforming semi-truck or a giant transforming <laughs> pirate ship uh, could be a really that. cool thing. No, but that to, would be to, cool. To continue on with Vicky's point there, we also have Project Mockingbird was to manipulate people. Then we also have the DOD having a Hollywood... Uh, department essentially so with the two of them combined because mockingbirds never stopped because now we just have netflix which is a for the, the ceo is sigmund freud's grandson your nephew nephew or there we go nephew, I, great nephew or something like that yeah yeah something close with inside those lines there so it's like it's almost like it's, a, it's a tool to desensitize the, the masses yeah. so when Mocking- we do when we do have these particular uh instances they call it oh it's fake or whatever but you know desensitizing us is the best way to do it when it comes down to it predictive programming yes sir Mm -hmm. Mm yeah mk ultra and mockingbird never stopped and they go hand in hand do have one do have one other thought and vicky i kind of want to know your opinion on this because bandit jimmy and i were actually talking about this and brought up 
uh, these reptilians preying on children. And the what I think, in my opinion, is the apex of evil, uh, especially back to national forests and stuff, and specifically redwoods, since you're on the West Coast. I'm sure you're familiar with Bohemian Grove, and I'd love to hear yeah. your thoughts on it. Oh, it's real. It's all real. They're all demon worshippers. I, I, I feel exactly. like it's an absolute portal to, it is. to hell or another dimension. They are <laughs> actually, an old bathhouse. They actually opened up a lawsuit against Bohemian Grove for not being more female inclusive. I'm well, not even making this shit up. It used to be a gay bathhouse, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, they have handed I think that's the reason why they're not in there. I think if they just said, hey, we're all gay, but we're, we have too many prominent people on there. <laughs> it is not uncommon in uh, the secret society, whether it be um, higher up. Okay, so I don't care what people think of this, but it's not uncommon. Like Skull and Crossbones, uh, Bohemian Grove, the Masons – and positions of power like that for a man to screw another man to show power. So Grove, yeah, dominance. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all it is. Is just Bohemian Grove. But seriously, I'm not kidding about the the lawsuit against Bohemian Grove. It's absolutely been publicized. That the yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Kind of civil lawsuit. The the stories that come out of that place are absolutely atrocious. Oh yeah, and it's it, it, it goes. It, for sure, it, sorry. It's demonic. They sacrifice. They they do anything, anything to bring up, keep this ancient evil going. See, you guys, it's about fear. It's about home going through the body and keeping fear alive because they feed off of the fear. It's part of control. It's all about control. It's like we are cattle. It's like Earth is a zoo. Okay, an experiment, and it's not a zoo, but an experimentation planet. Okay, and it's about keeping fear alive, keeping the adrenochrome alive, keeping that ancient evil alive. Everything, honestly, from the paranormal to the political to the religious to the education we teach, it's all connected. It's all connected. Humans are very powerful people. We are very powerful people, but we were told that magic isn't real. Okay. Oh yeah, no, we're definitely over here. Like, in when when the show first got its kick off, a lot of a lot of people that are close to me and that you know I talk to, even because of the show and mm -hmm. stuff like that, they're all into that kind of realm. And I don't, you know, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't go around, I guess, portraying it anywhere except for really here on the show, like openly and stuff. I, you know, I made a comment to you earlier on uh, Instagram yeah. about some of those really awesome rocks that you made that you had that video about and you know i'm i'm not i'm not kidding like i keep that black uh towel mine Actually. yeah i that there's one laying here on in front of the computer with me and there's always one in my pocket with a mixture of other things you know i mm -hmm. i it's not that i buy into what the what the crazy crystal lady or whatever they want to call them or the or the or you know a lot of people are like oh those people that are into astrology and stuff you know like oh, well believe it or not they're onto something because as someone who is familiar with many different religions and continues to study a whole bunch of weird things like a current subject i'm working on if you're following me on tiktok you you know what we're talking mm -hmm. about but like and it, you know based off of a conversation that i had in here and stuff and the the 
the what's called the occult what's called stuff like that you know that's it's just hidden stuff and a lot of these mystics throughout time and wizards and witches throughout time and stuff they they did a lot of practicing of these occult rituals they just weren't they were trying to do like the good aspects of them like when you look back into like the witch hunts and stuff like that they were they weren't they weren't hunting people because they were like trying to threaten to turn people into a nude or something no they were hunting people because they were using alternative forms of healing and using you know earth to do things instead of mm -hmm. using whatever they were told that they had to use and you know going against religion which you know we've all had that conversation i think on here banded me especially about how we feel about organized religion you know and it just kind of being a joke but like i've met i've met mystics from almost every religion that there is and all of these mystics as somebody looking from the outside they all show me the same thing at the end at the end of a conversation in the middle of the conversation wherever it is and it's that that kabbalah tree if you you know just a general thing if you want to look it up and look at what i'm talking about mm -hmm. it it it's it's about you know it's about frequencies and about you know the way that the world actually works and trying to align these things and somewhere along the lines some greedy bastards got really into the idea of having complete control all the time and and i think found a way to manipulate everyone and i think it was even pre mk ultra and mockingbird like we're talking you know here like i think i personally think you've got a couple hundred maybe more years of a group building to this point like things like mk ultra and mockingbird added to their abilities and stuff like that made it more so that by the time that my generation was coming up or you know even even bandit generation and such which we're not far apart but we're different at the same time dude it's been thousands of years man but, but that's what i'm saying you know like we're we we, we were to the we were to the point years. that we're like we need sources and we need to believe everything that comes out of these textbooks instead of actually looking at the world of, around us and taking in our own reality and learning that all that magic and stuff that we see as a kid is 100 real and 100 able to still be seen as an adult if you can just figure mm -hmm. out how to attune yourself back into such a thing you know I've, you gotta believe I, the biggest thing is you've got to believe in it go and ahead, you got um, you got to believe whole heart and whole soul in it and it, it will start opening it, things will start opening up to you things will start showing itself to you you know i mean a lot like i said everything is connected everything is connected i'm going to go back to the reptilian thing because this is something i wanted to bring up really quick a lot of people don't understand the reptilians and the demons are working together right so that's another you know how things are connected you know they're they're connected everything is connected and a lot of people we got a lot of portholes that are open demonic portholes and there will be more portholes opening up because we got a lot of people playing with stuff that they don't know what they're doing and they're opening up portholes and they're actually creating bad karma for other people when they bring in demons with ouija boards and things when they turn around and they play with stuff that they don't know because they don't believe demons are real and then all of a sudden boom something happens and it freaks them out that that's left there for the next people to deal with people don't understand that 
So that's creating bad, you know, bad juju, bad karma for, you know, the next person when they do that. And we're, we will, and you will start noticing that more reptilians and aliens are going to make themselves known along with other beings that are out there. It's going to start coming in more. Um, I'd say about, it's already happening, but it's going to be more, um, probably see, start seeing more of it in um, 2023 oh, wow. and in 2024. We've yeah, been on a down, we've been on like a downhill of unveiling just in the past few months. In reality, if you're, if you do even pay attention, even the mainstream media is starting to, mm-hmm post on things that for years people have called me an absolute nut job whether it be the things they're spraying on us in the air or the things of most recent like you know shots and people dying because of shots so mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but i'm, I'm sorry bandit I, I mean neptune i want you to jump back to you because you did have something to say uh shit i don't even remember what i was gonna say at this point come back to me if i remember it if not, it wasn't that important. I'll remember it for next time. Well, damn, my apologies. I do apologize. no worse. <laughs> that uh, this is just this is once again that area where I'm always talking about how everything kind of just when you're at the point that I guess I am on my journey, and I'm sitting here looking from the outside and looking at like my great friends here that I've made because of this kind of stuff, and you know, looking at all the other people out there that are seeing the reality of what the world is you know like me looking for looking from the outside in i'm just so happy to finally not be lonely in my craziness that everybody else is finally starting to see it and you know i'm not just sounding like the complete you know captain conspiracy that i can be and it's good though like there's just i just keep telling people there's more and more like i i learn something new every single day like i'm i'm currently in the process of learning about several different things because it's non-stop and i i always want to bring good conversation and topics to people in any way that i can whether it be through tiktok or on all the places that you guys follow us here and stuff you know which we definitely appreciate of course so it's, i did remember that thought jimmy well, I, I want to pop back now. over there to you that's perfect it was actually just wanting to close a thought on Vicky's comments um, concerning magic. My aunt was very clairvoyant and was, and always tried to instill that in me throughout the entire time I was a kid. But I absolutely believe what she told me when I was a kid and what I've heard from other clairvoyant people and, and seers that you never really lose it. You just have to find it again, especially with like bandit said, predictive programming they Mm -hmm. want you to not believe that it is real and that's how what we have that gift as children that's how it gets away from us exactly close with that i agree and also um trauma trauma can shut it down and trauma can open it back up again and thanks um but believing believing um is the biggest the biggest part of it is to honestly believe Trauma is part is uh, part one of MK Ultra because the best way to get control of anyone or anything is to put them through something traumatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Neptune, you're from the Appalachian Mountains, right? Yes, ma'am. Foothills. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Black Eyed People that are up in there? I am. 
Yeah, that's a very, very well-known place for the black guy people. They're, they're very, they're not good people. <laughs> oh, they are, uh, they, they, it's down from Georgia all the way up through South Carolina and North Carolina mountains into uh, where Bandit is up around uh, Kentucky. It's, uh, it's real. And yeah, they're not, they're not friendly people. You tend to have to just walk away. Yeah, that's you know. that's a pretty obscure one, actually. I'm I'm surprised you you brought that up, and that's interesting <laughs> you bring that up. I've as someone who has been all up and down the East Coast and all up and down Appalachia, from Canada to to Georgia, like there's there's something about that black eyed people thing. Like I've it's one of those double take instances too, where you've been in a bank or at a grocery store and the person on the other side of that is that dark eyed person and they might be and then it might go away even so after you blink or something like that you know and i think that goes more into these cryptids have a way of manipulating our vibrational level of vision to where we can see what they want us to see. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, maybe it's not any of these things are shape shifting or whatever, something like that. They're just, they're allotting that visual spectrum because again, think, think about things that are, I guess, scientifically proven that you can go and quote me on, but like, you know, you're, you only see and hear in a certain range of spectrum and there's animals for example you you know you said dogs i've heard cats and even children can see and hear in these different spectrums like this mm -hmm. is the there's like scientific evidence you know, like like proven all scientific kids, evidence yeah, backing all this. kids to a certain age all young toddlers to there's a certain about age seven. yet can see and hear like beyond what we can I mean, they lose it, and we can't remember it. But like Vicky, there are certain people that can that keep that beyond that phase. You know, something doesn't happen. They don't like there. There's a transition you'll go through, like growing up, where you just lose all of that. You know, and I didn't like. I really didn't believe in it until I, you know, recently just had a, a newborn and got a toddler running around and I, you know, shit you not. This leads into she, what was going on that night when the yeah, spirit, she, yeah, spirit yeah, guys yeah, were on yeah, here. Yeah. Huh? She will talk and see things that are beyond what, you know, people, you know, adults and kids can, you know, Mm -hmm. It'll just be, oh, she's playing make-believe. No, she's really not. No. You know, no, there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is a lot of parents don't listen to their children when they do come to their parents. And their parents shutting them down like that is, a, is traumatic to the child. Mm -hmm. So that is part of them shutting it. They block it off. Because yep. they're told they were crazy and stuff like that. I never talked about what I went through with anybody. And so and my grandmother knew. My grandmother knew. Um, I, I knew when she was going to pass away. I knew. Um, it's. I mean, it was just. <laughs> it's just. Uh, it's actually. A, it's just. A, it's. 
I don't know how to really describe it because it's, it's a trip for me too, you know, but the thing is, is if you have a child that can see and they're able to come to you and express themselves, I can't express enough for the parent to acknowledge it. Yes. It's so important. So important because, because they have the, they have that gift. And sometimes it's so it's so severe what they're seeing, you shut them down, and it's traumatic because they're dealing with something that isn't good. You know, I mean, I've worked cases where the child is seeing demonics, demonic and entities that aren't good, and they're being uh, um, toys being thrown at them and everything, and the child's screaming, and the parent didn't acknowledge it. And the child just shut down and thought it was normal. And I said, you cannot do that to a child because that opens the child up to possession and anybody else in that house to possession. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I like that. That, Like, you know, there's, I'm thankful that my children have a, she's, she's definitely spiritual connected. I guess just for sure we call her a witch, you know, like for real. And Mm -hmm. we embrace a lot of this kind of stuff and believe in a lot of this kind of stuff. And these are things I I do actually talk to, especially my oldest daughter about, because, you know, we, we've been telling her since she was a kid. Yeah. You, you definitely have powers. You just got to learn how to use them for good. You know, that's just kind of the path we Mm -hmm. try to take her on with that because this is this, there is reality to that. Like I, I get, I catch a lot of flack for, you know, instilling a lot of this train of thought and this belief system or whatever into my children. But this is, this is how we're going to actually change the world for a better, for, to make it a better place. I believe, you know, is, is Mm -hmm. getting them away from whatever this indoctrination is that has been created by this system that is completely given our society amnesia, you know, there's, There's something about humanity, I think, just as a whole, like all worldwide. Sir, a lot of other cultures and stuff know some and more than we do, and other places know more than other places do. But there's like, there's a reason that, like, these, <clears throat> there's a reason that they put this amnesia on this and took control of this situation. Again, whether it be greed or something else, but like, mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely something to it. And I think more and more people who have these powers coming out about it and talking about it in conversations like this, you know, like the, I, everything we talked about tonight are definitely things I, I believe in and know and have seen with my own eyes myself, whether it be ghosts or other weird shit that I can't explain. You know, I, there's, there are things in this world that your textbooks and your precious government funded scientists will never they can explain it but they're never going to explain it to you properly by design like of course you you know that's why it's all it's been hidden and you've got to travel all over your life and all through time and find the little pieces of the puzzle and carry them with you until you find the next piece of the puzzle to pick up and one day put it all together yourself like when you Mm -hmm. i i've put a lot of it together there's a lot of things that i think i understand on other levels that some people don't and stuff you know i'm not again trying to toot my own horn i've just been at this a long time and mm-hmm. when you there's some things that i just i can't wait for people to actually pick the pieces up on or 
you know, or other people just in general to start picking up those pieces because the more of us that pick up those pieces is the better chance for tomorrow. You know, I, I always say humanity is going to prevail anyway. I don't worry about, I don't worry about the Klaus Schwabs and I don't worry about the Bill Gateses and I don't worry about the Jeff Bezoses and shit like that. And, or the, the, the super villain we're creating with Elon Musk, you know, those guys don't really scare me, but, I think that the more humanity realizes this, the more we're going to keep coming together, regardless of religious background or whatever other cultural ilks you come from. Like these, these practices are all over all of those things and they've been hidden in parable forms and you're, whether it be religious books, whether it be video games, even, you know, like there's, there's truth to this predictive programming and stuff like this. There's more because reality is stranger than fiction than fiction. And there's more to the reality of things in this world of fiction than there isn't. And my best example to give to you there is 1984 was supposed to be a fictional book. I Has never anybody read looked around recently. <laughs> I, I, I never. I don't think 1984 was. I think it was a documentary. It just it just took. It took 80 years to come true. You know what's coming next? Man, we are we are in Brando. We, we, yeah, we aren't in 1984, dude. This this clown show is <laughs> full on idiocracy <laughs> documentary right now, man. I'm kidding, man. We aren't we aren't lucky enough to be 1984. Okay, it's gonna be full on idiocracy. <laughs> well, to be honest with you guys, you gentlemen, um, uh, we we aren't even in the correct time in the spirit realm. There is no time. There is no That's time. Right. Time and is a made-up construct anyway. Time is a made-up exactly. construct. Exactly. And the true time that man has put on this on this planet has been changed and doctored and changed. We we aren't even in the real time. A lot of our history is fake. A lot of it is just fake, and it's going to be coming out more and more and more. And I hear a lot of people saying, well, the woke people, the woke people. Well, there's three different types here. There's the woke, there's the I think I'm woke, and then there's the ones that are asleep still. And the thing is, is a lot of people need to understand there's first-time souls that are down here on this earth. They're here to learn the material plane, not the spiritual plane, the material, material plane. We all have past life karma we've got to go through and current karma we make, okay? It is very, very real, just like, um, and, and they're here to learn that through the material plane. They're not spiritual people. They're kind of, I hate to say it, compare them, but they're more into the material, the material world than the spiritual world. A little like the reptilians, I guess you might say, but not, you know, that's the only way. But I then can you've really got a bunch of it. us out here now, this whole bunch of old souls that are popping in here and trying to show folks the way though. That's, mm-hmm. that's why, that's why us, exactly. we're not really gatekeepers, but we're kind of, uh, what I think, uh, my buddy Tiarzan said it the best way is we're like, we're like hall monitors. We're like mm-hmm. out here being like, all right, here we go. Like, here's the message. Like you guys need to try to read it. And I'm in a, in a weird way, I apparently get through to a lot of the crowd behind me. And I, I don't understand that. Maybe it's cause they're looking for something or whatever, but like the generation behind me and stuff, there's a lot of people that I have found that are like, man, you, you know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I, I guess, you know, like 
I'm, I'm, I'm completely retarded sometimes. So don't, you know, double check everything I say, like you can't, you know, don't, don't trust me. Just like I don't trust everybody else. I'm not trying to become some, some kind of Messiah or something like that. Like it's, it's just about continuing to pass the idea that you need to question reality in its entirety. You can't, you can't take any information from the same people that told you that they didn't shoot JFK. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just flat out. Yeah. That's the way I have to look at it. Like, I don't care if it, I don't care if it's a government statistics. I don't care if it's the census. I don't care if it's, you know, I don't care what statistics someone else feeds me. I know the reality that's in front of my face and I know the reality that I can define myself and everything else is just something that was told to me. And that's cool. I'm going to tell it to you. If I find it interesting, if I don't, I'm going to try to fill it over with something else that was super interesting instead of whatever dumb nonsense it was. And then even, even as crazy as it is, a lot of that dumb nonsense even has truth hidden into it. That's why I always say, please take the time out of your day to look at the most Mm -hmm. wild conspiracy that you could ever imagine looking at thinking that it's the stupidest thing on earth, but take a moment to look at it because there might be bits and pieces of truth hidden inside of that, that are part of the puzzle that's going to help get you to the, to a, to a better state, you know, and that goes for new souls that goes for old souls that are here. That goes for ones that are in between. Like, I really think there's a way to, I'm not really looking for a utopia, but I think there's a way to move past government. The internet is proof. The, The internet is proof. We can move past the failed idea of being governed mm-hmm. and i think there's other things out there that can prove that we have moved past that failed idea of being controlled in general and that's what we need to do instead of trying to let's vote in the right people this next go around like no let's let's just stop playing their stupid bullshit like completely like Give them back whatever it is they want. That's like, just stop playing their bullshit. Cause that's, I'm not trying to be like, you know, the best thing to do is be disobedient, but at the same time, find ways to weasel yourself out of the system as much as possible while exploiting what you can from it before it completely crumbles. Because I'll be, I'll tell you in a heartbeat, I'll, I'll find any exploits I can to get the one up Mm -hmm. to make, my life a little bit easier while I'm having to still deal with these idiots. It's about finding truth, planting the seeds for people to find the truth. That's right. Um, a lot of, a lot of people these days, they want you to do the work. They don't want to do the work. And then they turn around and they like to try to say, Oh yeah, that's not true. That's not true. Well, do the research, do the research. You know, that's like with me, when people come to me for help, I tell them, you got to be ready to heal. Are you ready to heal? Because uh, the thing is, is uh, if you're not ready to heal, you're going to remain sick, the same place, the same where you're at absolutely. until you're ready. I can't make you and I'm not doing the footwork for you, you know, because I got my own journey to do my own footwork to do and things. And uh, uh, my readings and stuff are a little bit deeper. It's about healing the inside to change the outside. It's not, is Jim Bob going to change the rims on my tire two weeks from now, you know, and will we have the money, you know? Right. So, you know, I'm not saying you, I, I didn't mean, I just came up with these silly names and just came out there. So, Hey, but, I've got know, the silliest I, of all. So, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I don't, I don't do readings like that. It's, a, it's about the healing 
it's healing the self so you can change change the world change your world and become a happier and healthier person you've got and to do the shadow people. work if you want to live in the light exactly exactly and a lot there's been a few that they you know or they don't take what i do seriously they think it's a joke and then they have it happen to them and then they come to me and i mean then they really they're like vicky can you see it can you see it and it's like what do you see you know and the case that i just finished up in california when I say a case, I don't leave my home. I, I do it from here. I literally travel from my home in the spirit realm to their home as long as they invite me in. But my guides start showing me stuff before then. Uh, if they say I come in, then I start traveling around their home and I see and I describe what happens in, in things. Is, and is, it, is yours more, is yours, what would you consider, astral travel or remote viewing? I, I consider it a mixture of both. Okay, okay. No, no, no. That, that, that. I've, you know, I've studied a little bit about both. There's a couple guys that I follow that are into both, and I've toyed in that realm myself too. And you know, there's, there is some real interesting answers when you start digging around in that. Like the fact that you're, as long as you're an old soul, your last incarnation is probably still accessible in a cemetery that you could probably visit while you're still alive in this realm. Like maybe even your last two, depending on the things that you've been into, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I am a believer in like reincarnation and stuff. You know, I believe that there's been, there's certain souls that have been here multiple times to learn different lessons, you know, like the route that I live, you know, and I don't, I don't believe that you're stuck in like your same family either. Like, you know, I guess the best example is, is if you were a, piece of crap slave owner or something at one point in time well in this lifetime your life's really hard you know on a different aspect as far as the way you're treated and stuff like that and and you know what i mean like there's different lessons that you have to learn in different aspects you know and back to the time being a construct you know i that that gets into that astral travel remote viewing thing as well because again you're right time is whatever time it is is right now you know what I mean? Like an all time is right now. And that sounds crazy to people that don't understand that. But when, once you get there, you'll understand that. Yeah, you can. And it, if you've studied enough in these, like the ladies, me and Bandit had on in the past, they can, you can go visit and see any of these things through this thing and, or looking through the Akashic records, you know, that's, there was government programs for remote viewing and astral travel like they were trying to beat the russians because the russians claimed to be doing it first these these are mm -hmm. these are facts that you can you know look up and that totally exist you know so why would these entities that are in control or do all these crazy black ops and fund terrorist organizations and other weird things that they shouldn't be doing because, you know, all of the three-letter agencies should be completely abolished, every last one of them. Um, <laughs> that, you know, they... Why why would they do it? And then be like, oh, no, it's just not real. Oh, it right. doesn't exist. You know, we we failed at doing it. Then why are you still doing it? Like MK Ultra mm -hmm. and Mockingbird and Lord knows what else. I always say, look at the stuff that's been shown to us. What about the stuff that they're still hiding? There's, there's a lot that they're still hiding. 
a lot. There's no telling the thing. You know, I mean, people have said it throughout the past. If they knew what they were really up, if we knew what they were really up to, they'd already be gone. Mm-hmm. So Very true. Very true. And I encourage people to start learning because that's the only way we're going to get rid of them is if we figure out is if you figure out what they're up to as well. Like, you know, I mean, I'm on, there's a lot of people out here like Vicky, you know, that I implore you to talk to. We've had plenty on the show. They come in different forms. They kind of practice a little bit different, but at the end of the day, I think mm-hmm. they're all still practicing the same things and they're trying to heal people and help you guys move on to a bigger, brighter, better life in general here on this interesting thing that we don't know that I don't know, or I don't know. I'm not getting into the argument. I still think there's things inside of the earth, so I don't know what it is like it. There's, there's so many things out there though. And I think cryptids are a great place to start. Like don't stop believing in cryptids, ladies and gentlemen, don't, don't just take the government's word for it. There's still Bigfoot sightings all the time. There's still Loch Ness monster sightings all the time. There's still UFO sightings, even more so than usual now that they're official with disclosure, disclosure or whatever. Like this stuff, this stuff exists. So definitely keep believing in these aspects of things for sure. We're also going to be seeing a lot more paranormal activity, a lot more paranormal activity, more so than what we've seen in the past and what we are dealing with. I'm now. okay with that. So. No, I would just let you guys know. It's it's going to so, start really... I mean, a little off subject, that. but kind of at the same. Bandit, do you think that... Do you think that there is any truth to the Wendigo or whatever possibly having something to do with an alien like the Prey movie? Because I finally... Oh, finally, that, I, finally I finally checked it out. The, and oh the my clip... God. The clip and what it shows... Um, you know, I did my own like comparison between images, not like your cartoonish, like over exaggerated what they think Wendigos look like, and then what the Predator looked like in the movie Prey. And being that that is where uh, the Wendigo originated was out of the um, the Algonquin tribes that inhabited um, the Great Plains up into uh, South Central Canada. Uh, And that is where prey took place. Great Plains up into um, the uh, South Central Canada where the Canadian, the French fur trap or the the French fur trappers were. To see the likeness of, uh, to see the likeness of uh, the Wendigo and the prey, no doubt, that is probably another example of predictive programming, you know, where they, you know, if it's a very real possibility, it's, it's an alien running around out there of some kind. Yeah, very well could be. That'd be wild, especially if it popped open and had a mandible underneath that damn skull like that. If you that, guys haven't seen that movie, I absolutely highly recommend it. What yeah. was the name of the movie again? I'm sorry. Ray. Prey. It's the newest in the wow. Predator series where they oh. go back to, um, I think it's the early to the middle of the 18th century. Uh, I think it's yeah. 1700s is what yes. it, yeah, like it took late place. 1700s. I think it's yeah the later part of the yes, later part of the 1700s. 
but it is wild to think that the those two things you know very it's it's frightening trying to remember which movie it was but one of one of the predator movies had them where he was playing back a voice and yelling at the person they he does that in oh it's not prey uh he did that in the first one he did that in the second one okay and predators and even like i think both both of the alien versus predator movies i'm not sure I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched all because I just watched Prey here two days ago. But yeah, it's like his bio is just like a Wendigo. So I'm a splitting image of it because he has that 100%. the ability to throw his voice to disappear. I mean, just it makes sense. It really yep. does. There's a lot of similar. That's who I think the writers based it off of. It makes perfect sense to me. That's why I'm I'm on board with this encouragement of doing one with like a samurai thing. I seen one on TikTok oh. the other day that was just like. Why not? Wild. Uh, yeah. Or Aztecs. Do, or Aztecs. Do, no, 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 no. I want to see a samurai predator. I want to see a samurai predator. Or Jaguar warriors from the Aztecs. Why don't we do a final destination on a pirate ship? <gasps> you know, if we're going to go do movies like that. Sold. Sold. Why don't we do. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we do final destination on a pirate we're totally off subject, Vicky, and I'm sorry. Sorry, this I mean, we, this happens. We get much. rambly, and we like to have fun a, here. This that's okay. I mean, I'd rather have a so conversation on this show, way. where the initial premise of the episode could be about, um, you know, space travel, and we could end up talking about uh, what life is like in 14th century France. You know, it happens. All right, we get way off track. But it's great, though. It's it's again. It, it boils down to being good conversation, and showing people that we can all be off the wall and different in our own weird ways, and still come together on a bunch of cool random stuff. You know, like especially this magic thing. I, I again, I do kind of push this from time to time, and I, I want people to look into it, just like we have. You know, like the frequency lady we had on the other night. This kind of stuff is connected all back together. You know, there's all there's all these pieces of the puzzle but i do figure it's probably getting close to time for us to wrap up this evening so i wanted to go around and make sure anybody had anything else to add to the evening i'm gonna start up there with neptune um just thinking about all the ways we have counted i don't still don't think we can count that high the ways government's evil just thought back a little bit to uh that paul harvey uh radio segment from the mid-60s where he ended it by saying, if I were the devil, I'd just keep doing what I'm doing. Jeff, you got anything for us this evening, bud, before we get ready to sign out of here? Uh, besides just plugging my shows, check out my Bucks of America podcast and Dosed After Dark on uh, on Friday nights on YouTube Live. We can we can uh, we talk through the chat and some of that, but I think I'm going to... Uh, dive into the the lore between the Wendigo and the Predator and like actually spend some time just binge watching it. I'm going to probably bring that as a conversation piece in that podcast. So if those are free at 8.30 Central Standard Time, you can check us out there. But I think this would be a fun conversation to have, you know, because it's like it's got me interested like on how the writer just ripped off the Wendigo or is the Wendigo the Predator? We don't know. 
Hey, that's a that's some good stuff. And you guys know I'll share those links to get back over there and find Jeff because we appreciate him coming out and hanging out out with us over here. You know, I I I, I met him through doing all this weird internet stuff, and I think he's a super swell dude. And I think that you know you should check out what he's got going on. You guys are familiar with our our regular show, our other show guest Carson. He did totally just release an episode with him. If you want to go make fun of that baby face for a little while as well, so get on over there and check Jeff out on his pages. Bandit, you got anything you want to throw in there this evening, bud? No, man, this has been a good episode. I think this has been fun. And of course, you know, I, I, I am gonna I am gonna ask you real real quick too but i will plug for you because i have them pulled back you guys know i'm going to make sure that you guys can find our guests and the best places that i have found my friend vicky here is here on instagram and over here on tiktok as well and she's always sharing fantastic information with you guys i think trying to help wake up more people Oh, so man, so Vicky, yeah, Vicky knows me. She's always she's watched. She always chimes in on my stuff. It's like actually kind of put a face to face to the person behind the, the born oracle, born awake oracle, born awake oracle. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, this is you. Fuck, I didn't yeah, know that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jim Bob. It's all it was being somebody named Vicky. Then all of a sudden, you breathe up your fist like, oh fuck, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to actually talk with you instead of type. Yeah, no shit. So. Yeah, exactly. Hey, but that's what I like doing is bringing folks together, and I'm I'm glad you guys already follow each other. That's just yeah, that's, that's some good shit to, right there. To me, to me, that's just bringing in some more of these just good people that we have. Because if it's one thing that I can say we found in doing all this is a world full of good people and a place where everybody's always talking about how bad they are. I don't know what world you're living in where they're all bad. I, I know we live in a clown world and there's a whole bunch of people out there honking on a daily basis, but the ones that ain't honking are, are pretty damn based and pretty awesome to hold conversations with. And that's why we do this. Just sit here and have these wild conversations about things people don't want to talk about. So I appreciate all of you guys this evening on coming and hanging out with me, of course. And you guys know that I can't, I can't get out of here without being a little bit of cheesy. So I got one for you tonight. Dad jokes before it. Well, you know, to err is to human, but to R is to seriously pirate. You guys have a fantastic <laughs> evening.